better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt, Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. What day it is. Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-woo! Woo-woo! <laughs> Hump day! Are you over the hump? Yes, yes, you made it to Wednesday. Welcome into the show, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. I'm Matt in the Bureau. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. Right off the top of the show, a shout out to Drug Dog, who before any of us even got here, Drug Dog went ahead and texted us a picture earlier, about an hour ago, out in front of Country Meat Packers, where Country Pleasing Sausage comes from on Highway 49 in Florence. A big sign, big red awning says Country Meat Packers. Got the big red hog sitting out in front, right by the front door. So just look, it's look, it's our show. And always start that way with a shout out. Drug Dog, you got in here early. You get the first shout out of the day, and then he texts us back and he told him what is that what he picked up was uh, pineapple sausage stuffed pork chops. What that is, boys and girls, is a big old thick pork chop stuffed with sausage, and in this case, pineapple flavored sausage. Don't you know that's good? All right, here we go. Feel free to be like Drug Dog and text me and be a part of the show today. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Text the show. This is Country Please and Text Line. Or call me on the Divini phone. Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. 995-1059 is the number to call. 601-995-1059. If you're on the live stream, hey to you. Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, all y'all. Debbie gave us a big old hey. Back at you, Debbie. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the show. Hey, listen. I we got to make a call here at the start of the show. Everybody listen up. Today should be a holiday in the state of Mississippi. Don't you agree? Oh, you don't know why? Well, I'm going to I'm just going to say I believe that this day January the 12th ought to if not now at some point be considered to be a holiday in the state of Mississippi, and it has everything to do with baseball. Today is the birthday of Ronald George Polk, better known as Ron Polk, also by some known as Coach Polk. Number one in your program. Number one in your heart. Coach Polk, I don't know if you listen to my radio show. I might be surprised if you did. But if you do, I hope you hear this. A big old shout out and a happy 78th birthday to Coach Ron Polk, the godfather of college baseball. And it, it's probably not a national holiday, but it ought to be a holiday, his birthday, in the state of Mississippi, January 12th. You know, like, 
Gary Busey in that movie DC Cab said, I don't work on January the 8th because that's Elvis's birthday. Well, you know what? In the future, Bill, go ahead and put it on the docket. In the future, we're taking off on January the 12th <laughs> in honor of Coach Ron Polk's birthday. Sing along, everybody sing in honor of Coach Polk. Here we go. Big finish, big finish. Come on, come on. There you go. It's your birthday, Coach Polk. Born on this day back in 1944. Longtime head baseball coach, Mississippi State. Now I'm going to read you some superlatives for Coach Ron Polk. That's exactly right, Roshana. Roshana says he's only 78. Wow, he's a spring chicken. <laughs> yep. One of the most successful winning records as a coach in both MSU and Southeastern Conference history in 31 seasons as an SEC coach, a record of 1,218 wins, 638 losses, and two ties. That's a winning percentage of .65. His record stands, what, ninth on the all-time wins list nationally for coaches who've been at it for over 10 years. His team won five SEC championships, five SEC tournament championships. Teams participated in the NCAA tournament 23 times, reached the College World Series eight of those times. 185 players that played under Coach Polk, who signed professional baseball contracts, and 23 of those that he's coached played in the major leagues. He's coached 35 All-Americans, 76 All-SEC players. During his time at Mississippi State, Polk had eight players drafted in the first round of the pro baseball draft. One of only three coaches in college baseball history to coach at three different schools that have played in the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Georgia Southern in 1973. Mississippi State in 79, 81, 85, 90, 97, 07. And the University of Georgia in 2001, he coached teams that played in Omaha over a period of five decades, nine appearances, including as an assistant coach at the University of Arizona way back in 1966. Ron Polk, y'all, this is his birthday. It's my show. We're going to do the right thing and honor the man. Ron Polk is a member of the uh, following six halls of fame. He's in the Georgia Southern University Hall of Fame, went in there in 1990. In 95, he went into the American Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. In 98, the State of Mississippi Athletic Hall of Fame. In 98, also the Mississippi State University Hall of Fame. 2009, the National College Baseball Hall of Fame. 2017, Phoenix, Arizona High School District Hall of Fame. He's a former president of the American Baseball Coaches Association. He won the Lefty Gomez Award, which is the highest award given by the American Baseball Coaches Association in 1988. Received the highest award given out by the state of Mississippi uh, Athletic Hall of Fame, the Rube Award in 2017. 
Mississippi State University named the baseball stadium the Polk Dement Stadium. That happened in 97. Coach Polk has also completed seven tours on the USA National Baseball Team coaching staff. He's been the head coach two times, assistant five times. He coached in the Olympic Games twice and once in Seoul, Korea in 1988. Team won the gold medal. Then the other time was in Atlanta, Georgia in 96 when the team won the bronze. He wrote the book, The Baseball Playbook, the leading textbook for baseball in college, and co-authored the Baseball Softball Playbook um, with Donna Lopiano. From 72 to 75, he was a head coach at Georgia Southern. In 2000-2001, he was at Georgia. He was an assistant at Arizona and New Mexico way, way, way back when. In 08, he became a volunteer assistant for UAB, you'll remember, and uh, coached with former MSU assistant Brian Shoup there. And uh, in, let's see, in 2009, let's see, Polk, and uh, this is not worded correctly. Okay, College Baseball Hall of Fame in 09 went into the College Baseball Hall of Fame with Rafael Palmero. Clark was in there in 06. He was one of the SEC legends in 2018. And there you go. Of course, coaches in the Cape as well. And his, in his coaching career like this, his first job back in 1966, keep in mind we're celebrating Coach Ron Polk's 78th birthday today. He was born in 1944 in Boston, Massachusetts. His first job as a GA, a grad assistant in Arizona in 1966 at the University of Arizona, 1966. The following year, he was an assistant coach at New Mexico in 67. And then in 68, became an assistant at Miami-Dade from 68 to 71. Got the head coaching job at Georgia Southern, 72 to 75. And then the next year in 76, made the move to Mississippi State to be the head coach, where he was the head coach from 76 to 97. Uh, left, out a couple of years, uh, was a head coach at Georgia in 2000, 2001, came back to Mississippi State 2002 to 2008, and then uh, became a volunteer assistant at UAB 2009 to 2020. And then in 2020 is when he came back to Mississippi State, special assistant to the AD in the athletics department, and that's the role that he serves in now. And I was actually talking with someone uh, this morning. I'll tell you who it was. I was talking with uh, Jonathan. McMillan over at Divinity Equipment on uh, uh, the phone, talking with Jonathan on the phone earlier, and he was telling me that Coach Polk's going to be speaking this weekend. I think it's the um, I think it's the Madison Ridgeland Academy baseball first pitch banquet. I, th- I think that's what he was telling me is that that's this weekend, and that Coach Polk is going to be speaker. And if you've never heard Coach Polk speak at one of these events, you you need to check that out if you get the opportunity because it is fantastic. Uh, so. Yeah, check that out. Hey, and speaking of Divinity, real quick, they are growing. You know, you got two locations for Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 in Madison there at Gluckstadt, Spring Ridge Road, Jackson, uh, and they're growing. And so there are some open spots that you may, if you if you need a job, call them up. Um, I'll I tell you what I'll do. I'll get some details on what kind of, Positions they're looking for, and I'll make sure I tell you those before we're done here today. Uh, but how about the career? Okay, five SEC regular season championships for Coach Polk. 79, 85, 87, 89, 01. 01 would have been at Georgia. Five SEC tournament 
championships, 79, 85, 87, 90, 05. Two-time National Coach of the Year, 73 and 85. 85, of course, the Palmero-Clark team. He's a four-time SEC Coach of the Year, 79, 85, 89, 01. So anyway, happy birthday, Coach Polk. Got his name on the stadium. They got the Ron Polk Ring of Honor, where only the best of the best get their name put in bronze up on the wall out there, <laughs> and they'll induct some more this year. I don't know. When does that happen? I might have missed that. They may know. I, I say, when does it happen? I know it happens towards the early part of the baseball season. It has the last couple of years when they put in the Adkerson Plaza out there in right field. That's where the Ron Polk Ring of Honor is. And, and they've put some people in there, you know, former players, Thigpen, those kind of guys. But I said, when do they tell us who is going in there? Did, have we already know for the next cycle, or have we not found out yet? Some of y'all may keep up with that. Anyway, best that we can to honor Coach Ron Polk on his birthday. And I, I'm not even joking, really. I'm putting a note on the calendar. All right, regardless of what day of the week it falls on next year, we will take this day, the 12th of January, off on this show to celebrate Ron Polk's birthday. And I think we ought to make it a holiday in the state of Mississippi. When you think about it, do, do you think I'm being ridiculous? Name something else that's like, in the state that's like college baseball where three, not two, not one, three major universities support the sport Unlike any other state in America, when you look at attendance and support for baseball at state, attendance support for baseball at Ole Miss, attendance support for baseball at Southern Miss, the state of Mississippi supports and follows and gets into college baseball unlike any other state in America. Period. Why is that? I, you know, you guys know this. I bring that up every year. We get to the start of the college baseball season. We start having that conversation every year. Why is it, Why do we love it so much here? Because we get so excited. 90% of the answers point back to Ron Polk. When he got the job in 76 and building the Mississippi State program, and 10 years later you got the 85 team, and they're going to the College World Series, and left field lounge. And, you know, and then here it goes. One thing leads to another, and look what we have. And, and so what I'm saying is in this state, you don't have anything like that. Okay, college football. I got it. College football. Okay. More people go to college football games. 60,000 at state, 60,000 at Ole Miss. You know, what, 35, 40,000 at Southern Miss? Okay, I mean, numbers of people, sure. But they're in one guy that you point back to to say, okay, the reason you have – an interest in college football and, and the, the magnitude of the sport in this state is because of this one guy. You don't have that. With college baseball, you have it. So you can tell me I'm being ridiculous if you want. But I'm being serious. I think in the state of Mississippi, January 12th ought to be Ron Polk Day. That'd be a holiday. Stay home. It's a shame he wasn't born in May, so we could all go to the ballpark. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's the way it works. Okay, let me get to some of your um, 
Let me get to some of your comments, opinions, and otherwise, and then we'll uh, get going today. I'm Matt in the Bureau. All right, first up on the live stream, Debbie on Facebook says, HBD Coats, wishing a happy birthday. Joy called in the goat, a bunch of goat emojis. Jay on the Facebook live stream says, Coach Lamonis deserves all the accolades he has received. This road to the ultimate success was built by Coach Polk. Chuck on Twitch says, Ron Polk, forever our coach. Danny, Ron Polk is the architect that laid the foundation for what Mississippi State baseball is today. Do you know where this logo I'm wearing came from? Look at this hat. Everybody on the live stream, look at my hat. This fancy, nice, awesome hat came from the Mississippi State University golf course. You can get one like it or similar. The best gear, I'm talking about stuff to wear on your back, stuff to put on your head, comes from the Mississippi State University golf course, period. Trust me on that. That's where I got this one. You see that logo, the M over S that we all love? They even put it on a football helmet this year, uh, you know, as a shout-out to the baseball team for winning the championship. You know where that logo came from? Ron Polk! Told us as much when uh, we were at the Mississippi State University Golf Course and uh, they were having the alumni weekend. We interviewed Jake Mangum and we interviewed Ron Polk and he told us a story about how they drew this logo up. They didn't like the one they had. And how one time, once upon a time, somebody was going to do away with this because they wanted baseball to have the same logo as everything else. And he fought for it and said, no way, it'd be crazy, don't do it. And they listened to him and kept this one, the M over S, and that's the baseball logo. That came from Polk. <laughs> Am I going too far? No, I'm not. Uh, Louvier on the country pleasing text line. What's up, Louvier? He says, today is also my daughter's birthday. 2016 MSU grad, Hale State. Hey, back at you, Louvier. Hale State to you, but how about that? Your daughter shares a birthday with Ron Polk. Robbie gave us uh, a shout-out. He texted us and told me and Bill that this is the favorite time of his day. Well, Robbie, we appreciate that very much. Glad that we can be with you. Glad you can be with us. Uh, True Maroon texted the show, said, Did you see the new touches to the dude? Adgerson Plaza brick wall lowered for better viewing. Screen banner all the way around the second level. And then, True Maroon, your text got cut off at the word new. You said, and new, and then it got cut off. Doc on Facebook says, you are being an MSU homer. <laughs> I know it. I re- I, okay. Oh, man, I am. Doc, you, Doc, you and I are seeing eye to eye. I admit it, and you recognize it. Delta Tide fan. He texted and said, you forgot the Harvard of the South, Delta State, my alma mater, their athletics director is former baseball coach Mike Kennison, who's from my hometown. Yeah, very cool, Delta Tide fan. Delta State, the Harvard of the South, says he. Um, let's see here. Unnamed texture says, Matt, the only thing I can add is that Ron Polk played second base for Grand Canyon College, now Grand Canyon University. I didn't realize that. Next Gen Reb, Next Gen Reb says, I bet if we did the math just on game day, I'm sure baseball, at least in this state, brings in a similar revenue number. Think about how many more games are played, about 
one-third of attendance each weekend, but there's more weekends and midweek games. And that's true. I, I would be curious. You know, revenue, that's a tough one. It's not going to be – it's not going to be a football deal, right? Because and I get what you're saying, next gen Reb, all totaled, because you get seven football weekends out of the year. But you're talking about, you know, on a good one, even on a bad one, you're talking about fifty thousand people in your stadium. But on a good one, sixty to sixty-one, sixty-two thousand uh, in your stadium for one football game, seven times a year at Ole Miss, and and pretty much same thing at State. If you look at baseball, which those are similar too, you do have a lot more home weekends. But you're talking about, you know, like a really good, solid, regular season home crowd is 10, 11,000. You have a lot of eight to 9,000 actual attendance games on weekends. Uh, of course, at state, you know, you can have some Super Bulldog weekend stuff where you're going to have more than that. And here's the thing too about state, next gen Reb, this year coming off of the national championship. You know, tickets are in high demand. Uh, you're going to have a lot of weekends this year where they're going to have a, a much bigger attendance number than they have had actually in the past for some regular season weekends. Just because there's just more demand for the tickets. And I think I saw a note where in the last couple of days, Ole Miss already sold out of their season ticket packages for their upcoming season at Swayze Field. Baseball is, you know, a massive thing here in the state of Mississippi. It goes without saying. I know it's an odd time to bring it up. It just happens to be Ron Polk's birthday today, and he's the one that got it all going, period. End of story. More of your text. We'll jump over to some other stuff and hit the phone line when we come back. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stay with me. Any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. All right, back with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Thanks for tuning in. You can give me a call on the Divini phone, the Divini Equipment phone line, 995-1059, a 601 number. Let's head over there right now where JSU1 is hanging on line one. Hey, JSU1, what's up? You got it, you got it. How you doing? Just right. I'm doing just uh, right. I don't know if I've talked to you since the, the new year, so if I haven't, happy new year to you. Same to you. We hadn't talked, but happy new year to you, too. Thank you. Oh, uh, um, I'm changing up from off of baseball for a minute, but uh, the transfer report. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a ranking in the transfer, transfer report also. And uh, right now, Jack State is sitting at number 16. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yep. So I'm trying to think. You know, the 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 signees have, have made the, the big headlines of two high school kids, but right. I'm trying to think. I don't really know some of the transfers they've gotten off the top of my head. Okay. I'm really sure to tell you now. Okay. Let me hear. Let me back and get Okay. Here we go. They got uh, Kevon Mullen uh, from uh, – South Carolina. Okay. They got True Thompson from uh, from Florida State. Janetta Davis from uh, Middle Tennessee. Michael Please from uh, USM. Okay. That's the offensive lineman. Cameron Buckley from uh, Indiana and Jordan Williams from Indiana. Jason Merson from uh, FIU. Mark Pope from Miami. Evan Herons from uh, ULM. 
and Josh Griffin from uh, Florida State. Good grief! So let me let me see if I heard that right. I was trying to look it up. I couldn't pull it up. But so there's two. Uh, there's, go, go to twenty. Go, go to twenty twenty two college football transfer portal. Okay, twenty twenty two transfer. Okay, so but you said there were two on there from Florida State. Uh huh. And then you had uh, two from Indiana. Right. Let's see what else. South Carolina get a what position does right. the South Carolina kid play? I wonder. Uh, he he plays tight end. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good night. And that's adding into last year's. You know, we went over that before last year. There was like a you know, there's a Tennessee guy, a couple of right. you know, another Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you're getting pretty close to all of a sudden you're going to have, you know, you're going to have FBS, former FBS players right. somewhere in the neighborhood of, if you look at last year and just what you name right there, if everybody's there, you're going to be in the double digits. You're going to be in around 14, 15 total, you know, maybe even more than that of right. former, former D1s. And, you know, the thing about it is JSU won – Nobody else in the SWAC can compete with that roster. No, not really. Not in the SWAC. And, you know, and getting out of the conference is a little bit of a different deal, but still, um, that's really impressive. But, uh, you can just tell people when to now, come there and play. If you really look at the, uh, the full transfer portal, they, they don't – well, I can go more right here if they load more. Uh, they got uh, – FAMU at 65, and Alabama A&M at 68. Okay. Well, you know, so you're talking about, you know, teams that are on the list, but it's a big difference when they're ranking you in the top 20 versus down there around 70. Right, right, right. You know I mean? Okay, so I think I have found your list. And now I'm able to look at it here. So let let me count them up. This is 2022, so you're talking about one, two... Three, four, five, six. Okay, so six of these guys are coming from FBS programs. Florida State, Miami, Indiana, South Carolina. But then you've got, then you like as you said, you've got one, two, three, four more that are coming from the the you know the other Division One level, FCS level. Um. And then positionally, let me just hit it one more time before we get done. You're talking tight end, uh, D-line, which Coach Prime tweeted that he needed (laughs) D-linemen. D-line, linebacker safety, two receivers, both coming from Indiana, uh, an edge rusher on defense, another receiver that's coming in from Miami, an offensive guard, and another edge rusher. So they went heavy on the line of scrimmage and then – um, three receivers, a tight end, and a safety. Heavy on the line of scrimmage. Good stuff. So 10 so far in this one, and may add some more right. to go with what they had last year. Good stuff, JSU1. Thanks for okay. bringing that up. All right. And give my theme music today. Oh, let's see. Uh, you got it handy there, Bill? Let's see. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. There you go. Thanks for calling. All right. <laughs> I mean, he's been doing that every time he calls, and I still am not ready for it. I was unable to pull up 
last year's information, but 10 guys so far in the transfer portal coming into Jackson State, and six of the 10 are coming from FBS schools. Two Florida State, two Indiana, one from Miami, and one from South Carolina. How about that? They're loading up. Little JSU Sonic Boom just for JSU 1. Uh, I did also get a list. We'll, we'll take a look later, but right after the loss in the national title game for Alabama, it was like, what, six or seven of their guys popped up in the transfer portal. And I think two Georgia players maybe popped up in there also. All right, let's head back over to the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone. Craig hanging on line one. What's up, Craig? Hey, Matt, how you doing today? Just right. Man, I've got to say something. I'm driving back from lunch here, and you talked about Ron Polk, and I know you you know this, and a lot of the older Bulldogs do, but a lot of younger ones probably don't. But do you remember his spot, his breakfast spot at the Holiday Inn? Do you remember that? No, I don't think so. That- I don't think so. Okay, all right. All right, it's it's. Coach Polk had a place at the old Holiday Inn. Your old Bulldogs will remember this, that he ate every every morning. He ate breakfast there. And they even had a little gold plate on it that said Coach's Corner or Coach's Spot. <laughs> and he ate the same thing every morning, seven days a week. And what the true Maroon Bulldogs would walk in there and know, do not talk with him. Do not walk up and start a conversation. Mm. And he used to sit there, and nobody bother him. I, what he said back is not for public consumption, but I watched <laughs> a man walk up, walk up one day, and uh, Polk had a mouthful of food, and he slapped Polk on the back and said, "Great game yesterday, Coach. Hope you win today." And he stood there. Now, Coach Polk calmly swallowed his food, and uh, I about fell out of my chair at what he said back. <laughs> when we're together next, I'll let I'll let you know. But uh, yeah, your old bulldogs will remember that old Holiday Inn way off in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and you know what I remember? You know what I remember, Craig? Um, that made an impression on me. I think I've mentioned this several times. And, and to somebody else, it may not mean much. But I, anyway, as a young football player at State, you know, and being from another state, I didn't come up in Mississippi, I learned about a lot of these things and like Super Bowl Dog Weekend and frankly the Egg Bowl and then the popularity of baseball. I learned all that stuff after I got to college. You know, I didn't know any of that ahead of time. So I show up as a young football player. We're going through two-a-days my first uh, year, first practices I've ever been through. And between these practices, we had these team meals over at the old team dorm, MacArthur, on the first floor where they had a cafeteria. And it's like every day we'd be eating, and here comes this little guy with a cigar in his mouth, and he'd walk through the entire football team, sit around and make conversation with everybody. And I remember asking someone, hey, who who is that? And they said, that's a baseball coach. And I would say, you know, well, what's he doing here? You know, why is he – and they would tell you, some of the Mississippi guys would tell you, no, 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 listen, that dude's a legend, okay? You don't understand. It's, he's a big deal around here, okay? And then on game days, football game days, football team, we're in the locker room. We got our stuff on. We're sitting there waiting for him to open the doors. We're going to walk out, you know, and, and go play the game. And Coach Polk would walk through the locker, the football locker room with a cigar and shake every player's hand and wish them good luck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and in, the right. early, in those early days, the cigar was lit, okay? It wasn't just mm-hmm. for appearances. And it made such an impression on me how it kind of goes in line with what you were saying about the way he ate breakfast routinely. Coach Polk is the master of his domain. You, you know what I mean? If there ever was yeah. such a, uh, if there ever was a, a way to truly personify that, he is in control of his life and the way he wants to live it and the way he's going to live it in every way possible. Um, neat stuff. I'm so glad he's back. I'm so glad he's where he oh, needs to be right now. I know. Yeah. Um, how how he, great has it been, him. Craig? How great has it been to see him uh, out there? introducing his former players and people into the Ron Polk ring of honor these last couple of years. It's so great. And I still have a vivid memory when we knew we were going to win the national championship and they zoomed in on him on TV, man. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Good unbelievable. Stuff. Hey, Craig, good to hear your All voice, right, man. man. Call me anytime. So he's the same holiday Inn breakfast every day. And oh, by the way, that's his time. (laughs) Craig said everybody knew, don't mess with him. (laughs) Good stuff. Happy birthday, Coach Polk. More phone calls and stories. And I got some television viewing information, football-related for you coming up. Might interest you. Uh, Give it out. Next, stick around. Yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back with you in the Bureau, Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Go with the home team. Uh, Matt Daddy on the text line wishing Coach Polk a happy birthday. Nick texted and said, I always got a Tommy Lasorda vibe from Coach Polk. They have some of the same similarities that always crack up when they get all over the umpire for a bad call. H-Day says, give credit where it's due. Happy birthday. Polk had a man in Columbus do some designs, and he chose what we have now. What is that man's name? Yeah, we need to find out, don't we? We need to find out who that was. Uh, Next Gen Reb said, the last I saw an Ole Miss season tickets, they had a new record. Maybe still selling them, but had a new record. Let's get on the line, the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line with Next Gen Reb. Maybe you can clear it up for me. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, sorry about that, Matt. No problem. Uh, I actually was calling it with a story. So uh, I think I've told you before, I went to Mississippi State for a, a year when I was in college. And it was the year, I guess, the 2019 baseball season. And my best friend and I, we'd always get there super, super early, especially for midweek games, and we'd go watch the baseball games. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly the, the UAB game that year. Coach Polk was sitting in the, um, well, I guess you'd call it the bullpen over there on the uh, third, first baseline. And that's where we always sat, right above that bullpen. And he came over there, and we were kind of watching him interact with the players. And, of course, he pulls out a cigar and smoking. And we didn't think anything else about it. We knew that's how Coach Bolt, you know, that's what he did. And a lady, a couple of seats over from us, looked over and said, can he, or, can you smoke in here? I think this is a smoking facility. And my buddy, without missing a beat, looks at the lady and says, when your name's on the stadium, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I just thought that was worth a share. So I figured I'd pass it along. Thanks, that's Bob. great. Appreciate that, Next Gen Reb. 
When your name's on the stadium, you can do whatever you want. Isn't that right? That's great. That's great. Good stuff. Coach Polk, um, when you go to the SEC baseball tournament in Hoover, he he has a place. It's kind of a pavilion area, outdoor. It's like it's outdoors, but it's covered. Big concrete slab out beyond the fence in right field up on the hill, kind of looking down into one bullpen in right field and the stadium from that corner. And um, that is kind of Ron Polk's smoking porch at uh, Hoover Metropolitan Stadium. Uh, several years ago when Jake Mangum was playing and you know, he had one of those late extra innings games, you look up there and there was Coach Polk up there and about and, and John Mangum, uh, Jake's dad, and about two other dads, <laughs> players' dads, and Coach Polk. And that's where they'd go hang out uh, during a ball game. <clears throat> and you're right, he's about the only one who'd get away with that cigar, I guess. And he sure got away with it. Hey, uh, Bill. Hey, Matt. I got something from the way back for you. I got several things today. I got some music uh-huh. later, but this is. This is a little different uh, in the way back. Okay, first up, <clears throat> on this day in 1991, okay, on this day in 1991, this sketch debuted on Saturday Night Live. And welcome to another edition of Bill Swirsky's Superfans. The super fans, Dub Bears, Dub Bears, <laughs> and Bob Swirsky, and I want to thank everyone for sending those cards to my brother Bill, who recently had another heart attack. <laughs> we are coming to you live from Dicka's here on Thanksgiving Day, a day for giving thanks for or taking punishment from a team that is known as Dub Bears. Dub Bears. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh, Chris Farley. You okay, Dad? He's just having a heart attack. He was was choking on a pork chop. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, he coughed the whole thing up. All right. Excellent work. Good job, Tad. You got to remember to chew those pork chops, buddy. (laughs) Relax, okay? It's a holiday. I hear (laughs) you. Uh, it debuted on this day in 91. How many years ago is that? Is that 31 years ago? Something like that, yeah. Dead gummit! 31 years ago. The super fans. I can't tell you all those guys' names. Of course, George Went was the main one talking there. He was the guy who played Norm on Cheers. And then you had Chris Farley, the guy who's choking. And then you had Mike Myers in on it, too. But there was a fourth, and I can't remember that guy's name, who was in on the, or that particular, you know, the debut, anyway. Um, super fans, dub airs, quite famous. Okay, so that was on this day in 91. Here's a little TV for you, also. Six years later, same day, this day, January 12th, 1997, this show aired for the first time.
Bobby. Bobby. You, you speak English. <laughs> uh, yes. An F in English, Bobby. An F in English, Bobby. You speak English. <laughs> Why is that so funny, uh, Bill? I just don't know. I mean, it's just the way a, he says it. It's, it's just the way he says it. And then <laughs> yeah. and then Peggy coming in there at the end to admonish Hank for saying it. Hank. You, I get to laugh and you never even hear it. But at the end, Hank. Hank. Oh, wrong one. Hang on. Here it is. Bobby English. An F in English? Bobby, you speak English. Hank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fantastic. King of the Hill. That's right. Debuted on this day in 1997. It was the first time anybody dang saw old, it. Dang old, dang, dang old, dang old, boom, Howard, hey, man. man. I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, and you got then on there, man, you go click, 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 click. It's real easy. <laughs> you remember what, and, and the kid, Bobby, you remember what Bobby said about uh, uh, Willie Nelson? No, oh, yeah. I like Willie Nelson. He's got long hair. He's alternative. Now you take that back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more. I haven't played this one much. Here's a great one from Hank Hill. Now you listen to me, mister. I work for a living. And I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I'm going to save that because I'll have an opportunity to use it. And I just don't... I don't know that I've... Used it yet. All right, and so back on Superfans, White Denzel texts the show, and he says, Chris Farley, Mike Myers, Robert, is it Smigel or Smeagol? I guess it would be uh, Smigel. Smeagol. Smeagol? I think it's Smeagol. Okay, and Phil anyway, Hartman. Robert. <laughs> Robert, there you go. Oh, yeah, and Phil Hartman. Yeah, I forgot he was under two years. Okay, so apparently, like, Phil Hartman was apparently the original Superfans. Um, the one that I played you the clip of is f from when, you know, George Went was on it. And I wonder when did when did Phil Hartman pass away? It wasn't. It was he was it was mid nineties. So he would have been around maybe at that time that it aired. I'm not sure. But anyway, the one I played you the clip of had George Went. So Phil Hartman wasn't on it, but the other three were: uh, Smigel, Myers, and Farley. Smigel. 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 Tomato. Tomato. He died in 1998. Okay, died in 98. May 28th of 1998. Okay. Well, he was murdered. <laughs> right, he was, yeah. Uh, King of the Hill. White Denzel says King of the Hill is getting a reboot. Older versions of all the... Oh, I see. Older versions of all the characters. So the characters actually having grown up, gotten older, become an adult as Bobby, you know, and Hank becomes a senior citizen. Is that what we're looking at here? Yeah, you know, they've done that with South Park. The characters are older now. They've rebooted it. And, and Same all thing. Of them are, all of them are grown up. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. Chuck on Twitch says, he's quoting the super fans. <clears throat> what if Ditka played the entire Giants by himself? After the heart attack, I'd have to say Ditka 17, Giants 14. He just barely gets by. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they would always have these comments. Okay, what about... Uh, a tornado versus Ditka. You know, they would do those kinds of things, right? It really gets silly. For sure. Uh, Bulldog Blitz says, Hartman death was a tragedy for sure. Uh, hard to say the same for Farley. Live hard, die hard. Yeah, lived hard, died hard. 
More Bully Texas show. <laughs> so, More Bully, are you watching the reboot of King of the Hill? And that's where this is coming from. He texts and said, Bobby is definitely a struggling adult. So, I hadn't seen it. I didn't even know. How do you know stuff like this? Like, how do you get word? How do you become aware? How are you alerted to the fact that King of the Hill is getting a reboot? Oh, he's not even watching the show. He just said it's a guess. <laughs> because he flunked English. An F in English? Bobby, you speak English. Hank. Hank. Back off, Hank. <clears throat> Good stuff. Okay, listen. Hour two coming up. You had basketball last night. You got some more tonight. We'll preview and review. Also, there is, there are, there is, there is news of television viewership for big time football that may or may not surprise you. I'm going to give you some of those numbers too. We'll get into that conversation. Lots more coming your way in hour number two of the show here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Stick around.